Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where the Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who've had enough of this shit. Chris and the Riz. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast. This is episode 461. Done a couple of these things, met a couple people along the way. This is called Detroit Lions. Ben Johnson stays. And this is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am the dashingest of hosts, Chris. And with me is my good friend and equally dashing, Jeff, the Riz, Rizden, my co-host. I think I said that's so it's a really exciting time. How are you doing, Riz? <laughs> I am just excited to bask in your all-knowing presence, Chris. We're all oh, here man. to bow down to you. <laughs> to quote our friend Brian Burkheiser, friend of the show, lead singer of I Prevail, the vocals. Get on your knees and bow down. <laughs> People are really dogging me for not knowing anything during the uh, the Hawkinson thing. God, it's good to know something, isn't it? <laughs> we got a lot to talk about today. It's, it's show. nice when you it's nice when you know and you know you know. And people doubt that you know, but you do know you know. That that's a very fun place to be. Uh, I happen to have been there last year uh, with or two years ago with the draft thing. Yeah, it's a good place to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it is it is. And and look, there's a little bit there's a little bit you know of of what what we you know a little bit of big kind of ballsy walking, but that's okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. Got a lot to talk about today. We're going to do some uh, updates on the coverage for the offseason for you. I think you guys and gals are going to love that. We're going to talk a bit about a guy you may or may not have heard about, Ben Johnson, staying with the Detroit Lions. Um, What no one else is seeing. I haven't heard anyone else say this, and this is something that I want people to know, and um, it'll kind of coincide with some things that I told you folks uh, earlier, but I think it just help you kind of see things that you know often get overlooked um we're gonna you know you have to suffer through a couple i told you so sorry uh we'll also discuss culture and continuity on this team what it means uh we'll have a little conversation about potential rookie of the year uh the players that want to stay a bunch of which are willing to take a pay cut publicly um AG. Is this Detroit? We're doing the Detroit Lions <laughs> yeah. podcast, right? Yeah, no doubt. Coaches, some other changes going on we might see that haven't gotten as much wind. A whole lot more. we got a great show lined up. Are you ready to go, Riz? Oh, man. Oh, yes, I am. Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. Oh, yeah. Here we are. All right, so let's get it off. Let's get it on. Get it off. Whatever we want to do. Uh, latest subscriber, Jif, Jim Kinarney. Thank you for subscribing to the show. Appreciate you for doing so. And uh, if you subscribe to the show, you'll see yourself down there in the bottom left. Your name and lights. It's a fun deal. Um, 
don't forget also we got the new accessibility language updates people love that um quick ahead of the you know just before we get into the the big kind of talk that we know we're going to talk about that 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 one guy um i want to talk about the coverage that we have coming up in the off season because i think this is going to be this is going to be good (laughs) this is this is big stuff um so we're gonna have a bunch of live updates from senior bowl throughout we'll also be doing our interviews like we do we'll do our daily shows like we do usually we do like a morning and an evening show if i remember right um there's a ton going on i just talked to him about our spot in radio row the whole thing uh the, at senior bowl the we, we got that thing blanketed it's uh it's 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 turned out to be riz Sandman and myself we're going to be there in in the lights with you guys and like i said live coverage the whole thing you guys are going to love what we have going on at senior bowl but we're not stopping there uh after senior bowl we're going to kick off we are gonna have two to three draft free agency scouting items updates from scott every week and scott and jeff are are, are spectacular at this stuff the putting an eye on talent understanding up and coming talent and evaluating it they're very very good at that and you're going to get some really really good voices and the best part is they're voices that are different and that's something we want is a diversity of opinion and voices you're going to see things you're going to see people that disagree with what i say and i'm going to disagree what they say and it's because we have a great relationship we're friends it doesn't matter right it's okay right it's 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 possible to disagree without being disagreeable that's right and we want you to hear as many angles as you can don't absolutely don't hate anybody right this is all evaluation stuff nobody is well, I don't want to say nobody's Nostradamus, but nobody, nobody can <laughs> perfectly predict the future. So, um, yeah, love what we got. I think yeah. you guys are going to really like it. I know, I know I'm already excited about it. And then beyond even all that, we're going to do about weekly shows about free agency draft prospects, the combine mock drafts, the real draft, and of course the original draft party, the first one and the best one that's out there. We have all that stuff coming up. On those weekly shows, we're gonna have revolving. It'll be Riz, it'll be uh, Scott, it'll be Ash, it'll be Sandman. Colin's ready to jump in. We're just gonna have, uh, it'll be myself and two others every week kind of rotating through roles and putting those out, talking about all the stuff, the breaking news, exciting news about the draft and free agency. So we will have you buried in football and Lions uh, info uh, for the rest of your life. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. Uh, let's I, love, see. I love the offseason, Chris. It's it's it, it, now that the Lions are good. It's not the most wonderful time of the year, but it's hard to shake the feeling that this has been a wonderful time of the year in the past. Yes, yes. All right, let's kick off with some big Johnson news. Uh, I mean, Ben Johnson news. Sorry, uh, a lot. Hey, Big Ben. <laughs> big Ben works, baby. That's a better Big Ben than the one Pittsburgh had. That's for sure. I, I I just want to, and this is the little bit of ball walking I do, and then we'll we'll, we'll move on, okay? Um, ben Johnson stays. Yeah, you're real already. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Ben Johnson stays, and there I'm, I'm again. I was the only voice out there that told you he wasn't leaving, and it wasn't just last week at our show. I've been do, I've been telling you guys for two months, right? And there was literally no one. I mean, people would speculate, but I was telling you, and I was out there before anybody telling you because I. Because I know, uh, <laughs> and the re- and I was confident in doing that. You know, people talk about well, anyone could take a guess. No one was taking that guess. Nobody was taking the guess that Ben Johnson isn't going anywhere. And as a matter of fact, everyone was sure he was gone. Everybody was sure he was gone. And I told you with the YouTube short that we released yesterday, you saw. I, I said he's not going anywhere. Now next year, the next year, I'd worry about it, and he'll take some friends with him, like I said. But 
there's something else I think that kind of will help you with this <laughs> and that nobody is really concentrating on in the conversation about Ben Johnson staying with the team. And it's the, it's the part where I talked about, look, nothing's impossible. There's everybody has a, pr a price. There's always a bag big enough. There's something that can be con convincing enough to make you change your mind. And what Ben did is not even go to the interview. He said, I don't want to be tempted even. I want to be here. And I'm telling you, that's exactly in line with everything I'd, I'd, I'd heard and talked about and told you people. He's not going to go. He didn't even want to be tempted by that bag because there's so much here in Detroit, Riz. There is so much here for him and everybody else in the city of Detroit and the Detroit Lions. It's it's an easy fit for him, and uh, so we talked about this a little bit before the show. But yesterday afternoon, uh, one to one thirty in that window, I talked to a friend of mine who, who works with the Panthers, uh, and he said, "I don't think Ben Johnson is coming anymore." And I'm like, "Really?" Um, so they're you know what what's up? And and he's like, you know, and like are, so are they going to try to hire him like without you know anything else? And he's like, "No, I mean I don't think he's fizzing here." like really <laughs> okay <laughs> all right um and uh it you know it, it filtered out around pretty quickly give tom pelicero credit from uh, the nfl network he was first guy to report it nationally um and everybody including the panthers own people quickly verified it so yeah um the way i look at it is uh chris you know i have an affinity for uh, a certain beverage place in mobile <laughs> And if I don't want to get messed up, <laughs> loaded beer garden, my sugar rush burger, um, which I will have, but they also have a very it's... nice, um, vast collection of very expensive barrel aged stouts. And I'm a barrel aged stout junkie. Yep. Yep. But when I drink those and I drink too many of those, it's not a pleasant day the next day or the day after. So when I want to avoid that, I just don't go like I'll go somewhere else. We'll go to we'll go to the smoothie, the alcoholic smoothie bar, or I'll just hang out at Smoothie well, King and then be good. Or I'll go to Waffle House or something like that. I'm good with that. So, you know, you know removing the that temptation. Wet Willies, Loda, Vita. Sorry. Wet Willies. Place with something else. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to getting the banana pina colada there. Superman, you know, good. Um, but I digress. But the, the thing is, like. Like if you're, I'll, I'll use a, a friend of mine, we'll call him David. David had a problem keeping it in his pants. He was married to someone. And the way that he didn't, the way that he did was that he wouldn't go out. He would just stay at home. He wouldn't go out to bars. He wouldn't go to concerts. Um, eventually that failed because he got bored and sorry, sorry, Mary, um, that happens. But that's, uh, you know, he, he tried to avoid it. And that's how you avoid those sorts of situations. I appreciate his abstinence from going down there and being tempted. You know, it's it's wearing the chastity belt if you need to. Okay, do it. And he did it. You know, he did it. And, and to your side of it, he's so comfortable in Detroit that it didn't tempt him enough to even go, to even hear them out or listen to what they had to say. And some of that is that he's been there already. He's interviewed with them virtually. He's interviewed with the other teams. And I think, and, and I stressed this last week when, when we talked, 
was that one of the things that happens in these interviews is he is interviewing them, not just them interviewing him. And I think he saw that he fits better with Dan Campbell running the show, with him doing his thing with golf and the rest of the offensive players and the offensive staff and the young talent that he's got around him, you know, to, to bastardize the Jim Harbaugh thing. Who's got it better than us? And he looked around and said, nobody. That's why he's here. He's, and, it's, and there's a very personal side of it. I mean, his words, his words here, I'm telling you, he's in his dream job. And it takes a he lot. Say that. It takes a lot to pull somebody out of their dream job. When you have a super boss, when you're doing exactly what you love to do, what you love more than anything. And let's, I mean, you know, offensive coordinators are making anywhere from between one and $5 million, some as many as like 12 million, right? To do that job. It's not that much of a money thing. I mean, you can't tell me, you know, $3 million, $5 million isn't life changing money. You can't. Some people are satisfied. <laughs> I, you know, I think I think to where oh, yeah, I think about where I work, right? And 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 there's some people that just want to do the job they're comfortable with and they love, and they just want to do it forever. There's, they don't want to take the next step into like a leadership position because God, that's the, I have to deal with all the people, the performance reviews, people that don't want to work, like all that kind of stuff. There are plenty <laughs> of people that don't want to do that. Being a head coach comes with a whole lot of other things. Sure, it comes with a It bag. is a completely different job. Completely yep. different job. Yep. You, the, what you just described, I have been offered bigger and better jobs than where I'm at. I like what I'm doing. Why would I leave that? Nope. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. Why, why not be happy? In this, in this, in these trying times, happiness is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. And you think about what they have as a team. He has to build a team. He has to build that group of people when he goes to wherever he could potentially go, where they gave him the bag. And it's like, you know, Mr. Krabs always, you know, oh, I'm going to cry and rub my, dry my tears with dollar bills, right? It's, it's, it's possible you can do that, but it can be pretty lonely. I mean, you ask anybody with a whole ton of money what it's like, and it is lonely because you can't really trust people. You see lottery winners. That's, that's, I mean, that's, a, that's kind of a, a situation. There's a lot of hassle and stuff that goes with it. And I'm not saying that, you know, if it went south, Ben would never work again. But, I mean, you can look at the Joe Lombardi life. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. There's something to be said <laughs> to be in a place you we love, to, being really good at your job, doing what you love with a group of people you love, and really believing that you can hit the top and be do your part to to take your that, that group of people to the top. Because there's every single one of these people that are in Allen Park, that, have, that play for the team, that coach the team, that, you know, the, 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 the dude slinging the Gatorade bottles of water, right? Every one of them dream of a championship. Every one of them do. And when you're surrounded by people and, that are driving in a direction that can do that, and you love where you are and how much you make, all that kind of stuff, why would you throw it away? Why would you? And some people say, well, you never, ne may never get a chance again. What if they go four wins next week? You see, nope. It's a possibility, but that's how much he believes in it. And it's how much he's willing to bet. You see players all the time. I'm betting on myself and Johnson's betting on himself. Um, you see a lot of people, you know, uh, that good uh, offensive coordinators and other parts of the teams that never go anywhere, that never, and, and, and they do really well. They make it to the playoffs. They, they, they win Super Bowls and they don't leave the team. They stay part of that team as long as they can until, until it kind of breaks up and then they, okay, we reform somewhere else or, 
move on to do our thing somewhere else where coaching trees are and all that kind of thing. I'm, I'm really, really happy. And, 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 and I was confident. And I told you the one way that he didn't stay was if he got that, that massive offer that was not refusable. And by not going at all, he said, that's how much I want to stay. I don't want to be tempted. That's, and he also, in that process, told Houston and Indianapolis, who had also interviewed him and were looking for second interviews, I'm not coming there either. And so that that sort of makes it where it, it wasn't just that he didn't want Carolina specifically. He doesn't want anywhere else but Detroit. Yep. And I think that speaks again to what, what you just talked about. The level of comfort that he has in the role that he's in, the trust and respect that he has for the players around him, who, by the way, just about every single one of them will be back next year. That's uh, that group. That's a level of continuity that you don't get a lot in the NFL, uh, especially for a team that is positioned the way the Lions are to make a pretty quick rise up the charts. And that's... uh, Look, they, they, do they have needs on offense? Yeah, a couple. They do. They they certainly do. But his unit is tight, man. They're they're good. They're close. They get along well. They're they're well conceived. Give Brad Holmes some credit there, and Ray Agnew some credit there yep. for finding guys who fit with what Ben Johnson wants, with the vision that he and Dan Campbell and Jared Goff all created together. I think Goff deserves some credit for his input on the offense. Uh, and Ben Johnson told us this at the Combine last year when he did a little huddle with the, the Detroit reporters off to the side. He's like, look, Jared Goff, I will make Jared Goff be the best Jared Goff he can be, but he needs to he needs to tell me how he can do that and how I can help him do that. Yeah. And they, I think they did a fantastic job of doing that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so his, his trust in, in Goff is – that's that's special. And you don't get that, like – Jared Goff was, was well on his way to journeyman status, even yeah. through the very early part of this season. Yeah. And it clicked for him. And now they know they've got a damn good thing going. And I disagree. We're though. all going to benefit from that. And it is so nice, man. You, early this season, the results weren't there. But the the points were their number one scoring point, you know, offense for four through four games, right? It wasn't Jared Goff that they was were. not one of the games, and 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 that's something people kind of sh- shrug off, and and you know we'll have plenty of time to talk about quarterbacks and all that kind of stuff. But you brought up a great yeah. point, Brad Holmes. You know, Ben Johnson staying is a testament also to Brad Holmes, not and, and MCDC, right? Uh, well, we'll talk about him him in a second, but um, yeah, we will. <laughs> Brad Holmes as a GM. Ben chose Brad Holmes rather than any other GM that's out there. And there's something to be said about that, right? Again, team top to bottom. That offensive unit, they are truly brothers on the, on that field. They they love it's, each other. It's, Just, it's a, like, I've been around a lot of teams. The camaraderie and the trust and the, the genuine love that they have for one another, that's not everywhere, man. It really isn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 this is it's it's a special deal, and they talked about it after the last game, and you've heard it a lot more. But again, I've been telling you guys, they truly when there's when they say you know family on three, they truly believe that this is the family. This is like the German style of a family. It's the the family is you know the friends of the family you choose. That's who these people are. And Holmes has put together a very special group, and 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 Ben knows it. Ben knows that Holmes will put the right people in the right places to get this team to win. He knows Dan Campbell. Think about being Dan Campbell on, and we'll talk about him on the Manning Cast. We can just slide that into that topic into here if we want. You're Dan Campbell on the Manning Cast. 
you probably know either he knows or he has a meeting with Ben the next morning. I'm going to say he had a meeting the next morning because he was very subdued on the Manning cast. You know what I he mean? He was. I watched it. Um, I don't normally watch the Manning cast. So I just not not what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did watch that, and in part because I thought Deion Sanders was spectacular. I, I cannot get enough Deion Sanders. Um, <laughs> I don't always like him, and I certainly don't always agree with him. But the guy is a that guy has the gravitas and the media savvy, uh, and I love that. I loved him as a player. Loved him at Florida State. Was was uh, he was he was in college right as I got into college and uh, that was when he was finishing up and my God, like he, he was, he was prime man. And I've, I've always loved and respected that. And, and I thought he was great. And then you get Dan and you expect Dan to be Dan, you know, turned yeah, on yeah, MCDC. Yeah, yeah. And he was, he was a little subdued um, relative to what you normally get from that. And I thought, okay, it's late. It's, you know, he, he's at home. Uh, there's been a lot going on with, with his life. He's got, you know, what's going on with Ben Johnson? What's going on with my team? You know, I'm I'm starting sick. to finally watch college football. He's starting to see a little, he there, seemed a little a bit sick, on. right? He seemed like he had a little, the sniffles are a little cold going too, but. Uh, yeah, well, that happens when you're outside in Green Bay kicking their ass and, you know, you start to get the, the red nose and the red cheeks and the red eyes. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Um, yeah. yeah, but um, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Shoot. Talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. All right. So I'll, I'll, I'll go to, I will go to Campbell, right? Working together with, with Campbell is one of the things that Ben absolutely loves. And that kind of partnership, when he takes Campbell's role, right? He's only his first year as an offensive coordinator. And we know, uh, well, it was Tomlin did that, did the one year in jump, right? But I'm, you know, these are two. And by the way, wasn't a very good defensive coordinator either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And and these are two different personalities. Tomlin and, and 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 Ben Johnson, right? And I'm not saying that there's yeah. uh, there's you know it's it's a personality type thing, but it's just it's first year, and I think he knows it, and I think everybody knows it, and I think he's really really happy. I wouldn't be surprised, and I'm not calling this shot right because I said it could be next year, but I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if he hangs around for two more years. I, I really would. That, that's and that's what Nick Sirianni did. Sirianni waited until the right situation for him. Where he realized that, so um, I, I saw a stat that the average first-time head coach lasts 2.4 seasons. That's not a lot of time. Now, you're going to get paid 5 to $15 million to not coach that team for a year. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's pretty nice, but that's humiliating, man, because then you're, then you're, you know, you're in the likes of Steve Spagnuolo and Hugh Jackson and guys like that who are like, Oh my God, no, keep him the hell away from my team. That guy was awful as your head coach. Um, Nathaniel Hack is going through that right now. He's interviewing for the New York Jets offensive coordinator job. He's a fantastic offensive coordinator. Jets people are like, hell no, stay away. This guy's awful. Look what he did in Denver. Like that, that would be Ben Johnson's potential fate. And I think Ben Johnson is very is smart enough and savvy enough to know that. The thing that I remember that I was going to talk about, remember, when they were hiring the offensive coordinator a year ago, and you and I both had a very good idea that it was going to be Ben Johnson very early on. And I think, and and that was not just us, by the way, that was a lot of the Detroit media. We all kind of had a pretty good concept that they were not looking at the Joe Brady's of the world. I was ahead of time on that by a month. You were ahead of time, but but that was was one, 
more people were on that one, mm-hmm. um, including myself. I'll mm-hmm. give myself a little credit on that. Yeah. Uh, and I think that the the fan reaction was like, why the bleep are we hiring this guy? What's he ever done? He was our tight ends coach. Hawkinson sucks, man. He can't catch. He can't block. What the bleep has this guy done for that? And I think that that vision that Dan and Brad and and I'll give Chris Spielman credit. I'll give Ray Agnew. I'll give John oh, Dorsey yeah. some credit. I'll give Sheila some credit here. They all tuned that out. And they're like, we believe this is our guy. And they stuck to their guns and they made it happen. And now look where we are. Uh, so I, I think that the entire organization is run in a healthy manner like that. Yep. And that makes me very happy. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, Loretto, thank you for the super chat, my man. I thought Deuce Staley would have interviewed. Um, Jeff and I differed on that a little that, bit. We, and we talked about yeah, this. Yeah, and you were right on that. And, <laughs> and so um, we talked a little bit about it the other day. And I had a conversation with somebody Sunday afternoon, and they're like, you're going to need to back off that. So I am backing off that. I, I guess I'm wrong on that. I, I It sure felt like everything I've seen is that they're trying to get him a position, like, like he's being groomed for it. And I won't say for whatever reason, because the reasons that were given to me do make sense now that I step back and look at it from it through a little bit of a different prism. But, yeah, it's... It's just not happening for him. And, uh, you know, so one of the things that came out, the Senior Bowl announced their coaching staffs today. And I know Deuce was under consideration to be one of the head coaches down there, and he is not. And I wonder. I think the fact I, that, I, I think that Jim Nagy had. I think the fact that he did it yeah. last year is the biggest knock. Yeah, doing it certainly. And, 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 and uh, we'll, we'll actually ask Jim Nagy about that because uh, we, we will interview Jim Nagy when we're down there, the, the head of the Senior Bowl. Any Lions fan, Detroit or not Detroit, he's a Grayling native, um, not exactly anywhere near Detroit, but it is in Michigan, uh, a former <laughs> NFL scout. And we'll, we'll ask him about that because uh, Deuce, Deuce's star is not ascending or brightening the way I expected it to be. And uh, that, that's, that's very curious to me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I... Like right now where it's at, he's not getting calls, man. Uh, And he might not even get calls to be an offensive coordinator. And that's, it's weird to me, but I get it. Uh, But yeah, it's, it ain't happening for Deuce. It's, and I don't want to say as as far as talents, right? But the intensity he has can be off-putting for some people. I mean, you can say that about MCDC too, right? Because his intensity is is off the charts. Um, So we'll, we'll see. I mean, I think, I think, Deuce, Deuce has a happy future with Detroit. I love him in Detroit. What he does yes, here, he, does. he is absolutely the perfect person in the role he's in. He is absolutely The organization fantastic. loves him. Yep. They love him. Yeah, absolutely. And they should because he's, he's, he's great at what he's doing. I'm not saying he wouldn't be a great head coach, right? But, but right now we've got one, and we've got a great Deuce Staley doing great things for, for this team. So I'm happy to keep him. As for him, if his if oh, if yeah. his goal is to move on, he may have shut it down too. I mean, there's the one that's the one thing nobody's talking about. Deuce may have said, "No, I'm here. I'm here another year." Because th- look at how long Campbell was the assistant coach under uh, Sean Payton, right? Five assistant years, coach. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Five seasons. Yeah, yeah. and and it took it takes time, right, to learn and to be and to be as successful as MCDC has been out of the gate with the roster that he was handed year one. Right after the the Quinn and Patricia years, he's really, really been able to take. I mean, 
I don't know of another. I mean, how many other coaches have stepped into that kind of a situation and been able to turn it around like that? And then and step around. And oh, that by be, the way, that, Matthew that, Stafford's leaving. Tough, man. And Matthew Stafford's leaving. Yeah. By the way, right day one. I mean, whew, he's he's look really at, really nailed it. Good. Sorry. Two of the guys that started for Dan Campbell in week one of his first year just signed futures contracts elsewhere. Like that's how. Thin, like that, those are guys who ended the season on the practice squad of a team. Um, and AJ Parker being one of them, he signed a futures future reserve contract with the San Francisco 49ers. They're still playing. They didn't want to put him on their practice squad this year. That and this guy started and by the way was like, okay, like this this is the best slot corner we've had in a couple of years, and and turned out to be pretty quickly that he just wasn't good. That's the 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 way this team has ascended the way they have with the young talent and unproven talent going into Detroit in so many positions, uh, that speaks very highly of the coaching staff that, first off, for Dan. Secondly, for Dan's assistants, the guys like Deuce and like Antoine Randall, Hank Fraley, Kelvin Shepard, Brian Duker coming in, uh, all those guys. You know they have they understand how to develop talent, and that's a mantra. And it's weird because it's the opposite of what the Rams did. The Rams would go all in, like they traded to get Matthew Stafford. They traded to get Andrew Whitworth. They traded to get um, uh, Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't believe in that development. They wanted those guys coming in the way they were to and and screwed again. Jared Goff was the last first-round pick of the Los Angeles Rams. That's crazy. And they don't have one this year either. (laughs) Like, my God. Uh, It's just a very different philosophy. And the fact that Brad came out of that going the complete opposite direction, like that that speaks to A, that he's his own man, and B, that he's very comfortable doing what he's doing and and loves the player development aspect of things. And let me tell you, uh, that is the number one way to keep your costs down. When you can draft fourth and fifth round guys, sixth round guys who can lead the league in rookie sacks for a time before the first rounder that you had take over, took over for it. That is where you do not have to pay. Like instead of paying Romeo Okwara eight and a half million, you can pay James Houston nine hundred and sixty thousand next year. Yeah. that's how you build a team. And that's where they can go and say, okay, you know what, Jamal? You, I think Jamal made 2.2 this year. You know what? You want to come back? Here's, two, here's, here's three. We're going we're gonna to overpay you a little bit because we don't have to overpay these other spots on our roster because we have the depth we need. Let's say Derek Barnes is your number four linebacker next year, and I think that's probably a fairly safe assessment because they are going to bring somebody in, even if even if Anzalone comes back. And I think that I think the guy that gets pushed down is Barnes. There, we're getting way ahead of ourselves here. But <laughs> Derek Barnes is then costing you about one million dollars for a number four linebacker spot. There are teams. <clears throat> I'll leave that there. That are paying ten times that for linebackers that are in the same role and they might not even be as good as him. That's where this team is so set up well. And I love that. Uh, That gives them flexibility. Like if they want to bring DJ Shark back, if they want to bring, I I think Evan Brown is probably gone, but if they want to bring Anzalone back and it gets into a bidding war, 
they have a little bit more flexibility than they used to. I don't know if he's coming back or not, but you know, they he certainly take, like him. He wants to come back. He said he wanted to come back. He, and he does. So, and, and he, he said did come back for less. I, 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 I don't know if I believe him. Like I want to believe him. I don't know if I this, this is his last shot at a big deal coming off the, the way that he finished the season where he was legitimately one of the NFC's best linebackers over the last eight to 10 weeks of the season. I don't think he's not going to want to cash in on that, but I don't, I don't know him well. Uh, if, if he wants to do that, please come back. Like if we get the Alex Anzalone that finished the year, if he comes back, hell yeah, man, give me that guy. There's, give me more than him, but that guy can work. <laughs> yeah, there's people that talk about wanting to be where winners are. And you got a guy in Anzalone. Wasn't he on the Super Bowl team with the Saints? I can't remember if he was or not. Um, he, um, when did they win? Did they win in 17 or 16? One of the two. I, I, I can't I gotta I go back to that. Yeah. He was a rookie when Jared Davis was. They were they, they they teammates at Florida. That was 16. Yep. No, that was... Seven, that was 17. 17. He, that was a 17 draft. 16 draft was Taylor Decker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so back when I mean, we kept yeah. drafting bad positions. <laughs> you have a guy that knows what winning feel, do feels like and, and wants it and believes he can be part of that, right? Um, Tom Brady, for a long time, instead of chasing the bag, um, took, took less money to do because he wanted to win because he was competitive. Mm -hmm. I think you're finding, look, Tom Brady's actually a pretty good example, other than the, the supermodel wife that's making all the money, but hey, that's gone now. Um, but you have guys that are com hyper competitive in which winning means as much or more than the bag they take home. And they recognize, I'm making plenty of money. I'm not wasted on silly things, right? I'm, I'm, I've got a financial. Is there that big of a difference of between making $5 million or $8 million? Yeah, there is. But. For some people, it is. For a lot of people, it's not. <laughs> to for to hold the the Lombardi Trophy in in your hands, have it in your your at your living room, to be at the penultimate priceless place in your career. The, the that you from from what the think about what you do and, and, and how much do you love what you do? I don't know. You know, everybody's different on how much they love their job. But if you if you aimed for a job and spent your whole life seven days a week thinking about that for 25 years, 30 years for some guys, right? And you get a chance to reach the peak of what you've spent your, the entirety of your life working on. A lot of people will take that. And I, and I'm not, and I, you know, I, I might make that choice, especially if I knew financially that, like you said, a couple million dollars wasn't going to make an, a, a big difference. We've seen, uh, what did Randy Moss take to go back to new England? Right. And Randy Moss is, is a league minimum deal with incentives. Yeah. yeah. And, and, um, a lot of people, you know, Rock, will, will, Rock did will that to go to Tampa. Yeah. A, yeah. a lot of people will do that. And a lot of, you know, depending on where you're at, what you see, this is people and, and, and the type of people that kind of piece they talk about with grit and what makes up the character of the people that build the team. Those are the kind of people they're going to lean that direction, if they truly are those grit players, if they are the team players, if they are that kind of person, they're more likely to be, I'm here f to push this over the top. I'm here because, and again, to be the guy that does it in Detroit, to be one of the players that does it in Detroit, it's more than priceless. You know what I mean? That's one of those things where you know 
you've made an impact on the world while achieving your your ultimate dream bro this is there's a lot to be said for the culture and how it supports exactly what we're seeing from some of these players man and i I will tell you the the picture that's over my shoulder over there is the 2016 cleveland cavaliers which uh ended my personal drought title and the fact that well first off the lebron being from the northeast ohio area made that super special but those guys they all bought in like it's never been done here like i'm 50 years old that's the first title in my life that my hometown has ever won in anything other than an indoor soccer league which by the way we <laughs> blew several times too back with the force back in the day you did what it's more blast of drago i hate that guy you did what tom um, <laughs> yeah um the cleveland crunch thank you hector marinero uh but uh you know that team is still special that's why that picture's up there like it's special to me and i can't imagine like i went to the victory parade in cleveland and there was like 1.8 million of us and it's weird because like the, the, the pictures from that get bastardized donald trump used to steal them to show like this is how many people are at my rally like no dude that's cleveland at the at the Cavs party it's going to be at least that in detroit if not more because i think the Detroit metro area is, is quite a bit bigger than Cleveland. And, you know, the Lions fans, you know, I look, I know I know Detroit has had the Red Wings and have, they've had a lot of success, not so much lately. But the the the, the it's it's been so freaking long yep. since the Lions won. And the fact that they've been so consistently bad for most of that period. Like I know they had the hiccup under Wayne and they had a, a little bit of a, a success under, under Schwartz leading into Caldwell, but like nothing like this ever. That is going to be so special. And that is an attraction for yeah. players. Be like, I want to be the guy that's helped part of that. And that's that's one of the things that Dan Campbell sold himself on to Sheila when he got hired was I played here. I know what it means to these people. I will find like-minded people, people have cut from my cloth, and to use the phrase, that will buy into that. And that's what we're going to do here. And it's not going to be for everybody. There are going to be people that are like, I ain't going there. Like, <laughs> come on, they ain't won yet. I'm ring whoring elsewhere. We don't want those guys. We want the guys who want to be the people that are special enough to make Detroit be the winner. And I think Dan Campbell has sold that very well. I think if you watch Jamal Williams at all and any interaction with public, he's all about that. Yep. I think you're seeing that Jared Goff has learned what that is and learned to be that guy. Like, yeah, right. I get this. Yep. Like, I don't think he got it at first. I think he gets it now. Yeah. And I think you've seen the corresponding rise in his play with that. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Great example of that. That's a guy. He know he loves the underdog mind. He, he can rattle off the 16 receivers drafted in front of him. That's the kind of guy that wins in Detroit and will help Detroit win more than we have in football in any of our lifetime. I, I'm lumping everybody here because I don't think the people that were cognizant in 1957 are watching a lot of YouTube these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Brett, they've never won a bowl. I think it means Super Bowl. What's the furthest lines have been in the last 30 years? NFC Championship game in 91 with, um, and they got dismissed 
by the Washington Redskins who went on to went to oh, win God, the Super Bowl. It was awful. Yeah, it was it was it was horrifying. It was it was it was tough. Um, the only but, I remember back then, the only solace I took was that they dismantled the Bills the next week too. Washington <laughs> did. They destroyed them. Yeah. That was a good team. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's see. Uh, we've got all that. Uh, there's another point we need to make about Ben Johnson staying. And it is that this puts the exclamation point at the end of the sentence. The North runs through Detroit. It's absolutely the case now. And I think somebody wrote something about that. Riz, do you know who that might be? Uh, might have been me last night, bleary eyed after my son played a crap basketball game. <laughs> His worst oh. game of the year. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was uh, that was my catharsis. Um, but yeah, the the, the thought that. And this keeps it's keeping the band together and keeping them together for another season and building on the cohesion that they've got and the special relationships that they've got and the and the the interpersonal dynamics like it's all there. And you look at Green Bay and I I listened a little bit to the Sirius XM NFL radio show today, uh, our friend Pat Kerwin and Jim Miller, and they talked about. Like they, they took. Oh, I, I take it back. This it was the show that was before them, and I don't remember who the hosts were. I think it was Brad Hopkins, and they had Packers fans calling in and like, "I'm so sick and tired of Aaron Rodgers and his BS. I'm done. I'm ready to move on. Get that clown out of here. Let's see what we've got in Jordan Love. I'm sick of it." And like, they got multiple callers that were in that vein. I'm like, okay. They're not going anywhere. Minnesota, <laughs> I think we saw them exposed for what they were. By the way, congratulations to the Giants. That was nice. I, I liked that. Yeah. Uh, I, I As you know, Chris, I do a lot of work with the Giants uh, yep. in-house media team in the offseason. They're very good people, and I'm very happy for them that they have achieved what they have. And by the way, they got a shot this weekend, too. Yeah. Do not write them off. They can beat Philly. They can. Oh, yeah. I don't think they will, but they can. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a lot in and, there. Uh, there's a lot in there. Let me really quick yeah. hit Brandon. I don't want to I, I don't want to interrupt you, but let me just, uh, Brandon, Christian Jeff, so yeah. two years' time, home was brought in on this team in the spring. 43 players, 24 of them have been contributors in today's roster. That's a pretty, pretty freaking awesome hit rate. I mean, it is. And, and again, that, that means you're not overspending to patch holes the way um, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the Cleveland Browns for a second. They bring in their uh, like a linebacker. They brought in Anthony Walker from the Colts. Good linebacker would have been a very good fifth of them. He unfortunately got hurt. They overpaid to get him and then they didn't get crap out of him. And they wound up having to, to sign Reggie Ragland off the scrap heap. Well, oh my gosh! Yeah, the, I forgot the Lions that. aren't doing that kind of stuff. I know, right? Remember yeah, we used to sign all these, really good for Cleveland. Remember we were signing all the Jaguars castaways. Nowadays, it would. I be just remember. Oof. I remember social media and comment sections where every player that got cut from every team, we got to go get the guy. He's oh. better than what we've got. I hated that. Yeah, but, and they weren't wrong. I'm so glad those days are behind us. <laughs> we don't need Jonathan Hankins again. Although, although Jonathan Hankins with the current team is yeah. not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Jimmy Johnson, this offseason has been most oh, of our team I've ever around. felt. Excitement to the side. Super Bowl champs in the next three years. The window's open. The window's open next year. And that, I, that is I, exactly I, what I wrote, was that the window is open and it's wide open. Thank yeah. you for segueing to that, Chris, because I had forgotten my initial point. <laughs> I, something in my water. 
Jamie, Jamie brought it back for us. <laughs> Thanks Thank for you, Jamie. Chat, Jamie. I appreciate that. He, he paid to get us back on track. I appreciate that, Jamie. <laughs> I need yeah. that sometimes. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> that is exactly it. Um, the window is open. Is it next year? I always go to the nine and seven Giants, speaking of the Giants, and say, once you're in the game, once you're in the dance, it's game on and you anything can happen. Next year, I have every belief that this team will make it to the dance, will be in the playoffs. The North runs through Detroit. Remember that. That you want to get a Lions tattoo, the North runs through Detroit. That's going to be good for at least five years. And if we, if these guys are building this like a dynasty is built, this isn't built for just a splash and 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 and, and a quick shot, like kind of like the Rams, quick shot and out. We'll see what they do, you know. Uh, but this is the kind of team that really is built for the long haul and in the in the kind of idea that this is going to happen multiple times over a couple of years. How long can they keep the band together? How long can they keep this thing running? I don't know. But the window opens, and I think they're going to have chances for the next three to five years, and it could be longer. It could be longer. How and I think we've seen from the way the organization is run with Brad and Dan and Ben and and various other people that are in the organization – I think we have a pretty good idea that they understand what works with them, what won't work with them. They're going to they're going to get better at that. I think they're going to get even better at the draft this year than they were last year. And last year's draft was pretty damn good. Yeah, First yeah. draft was was pretty solid. I think we're all fairly pleased with what we've gotten out of that and the decisions that they made. There's a couple of exceptions, but okay, you know that's going to happen. You're not going to bat. But if you're batting 750 in every draft. That's that's special, man. That's basically where they're at right now. Uh, I mean, you can nitpick, and I do nitpick. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm very. I, I wrote the thing today. ESPN and uh, Sports Information's Sports Info Services and Football Outsiders graded this Lions rookie class as the number seven contribution. And a lot of people were like, "How come we're not higher than that?" Okay, well, just step back for a second. You're. You had three guys coming off of major off-season surgery who did not get to participate in the off-season at all. One of them was your second pick. One of them was your third pick. Both those guys wound up getting back on the field at the end of the year. Your sixth-round linebacker was probably the second-best rookie linebacker in the league. Your third-round safety, other than Kyle Hamilton, was the best rookie safety in the league. And Kyle Hamilton wasn't there early either. Uh, by the way, those of you dogging him, y'all really got to watch the Ravens late in the season because he balled out. <laughs> leave that there. But you're you're getting major contributions from you know, James Houston. Uh, like that's fantastic. Um, and, and just to, to to say who's at the top, the Seattle Seahawks got two starting tackles who are both pretty damn good. They got Kenneth Walker, the NFL's leading rusher amongst rookies. They got the leading interceptor in the league in Tariq Woolen. In what the fourth round, the guy that we yeah. liked down in Mobile last year. Oh God, he was so, uh, and they, he was they, fast. He like he was like the second fastest or the fastest guy in the field. He was like twenty two something miles an hour. I mean, Tariq Woolen yeah. was, and I, and I only make a, a, a interrupt you there just because someone had mentioned it. That's no one had recognized him. We he was the guy we wanted last year. It just it didn't yeah didn't fall into he, place. He he was he needed some technical assistance, and uh, again, Pete Carroll had his heart as a secondary coach, and I think you saw that. Uh, but they had a phenomenal rookie class. If you like Panay Sewell, watch watch Abe Lucas at the right tackle out in Seattle. He's he's not as good as Panay, but he's got that same mindset and same sort of like 
I'm going to freaking bury the dude across from me. I don't care if it matters to the player or not. I'm just going to beat his ass. And, uh, and I, I like him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so you're not going to be number one in that. But the fact that you got the contributions you did when you and, and by the way, your seventh round pick is a 26 year old special teams only slot corner who never played. Um, that's basically setting a pick on fire. Okay. You know, they, they tried. They failed on that one. Okay. It's all right. Like the, the fact that they got what they did, that's incredible to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased as punch with that. Pleased as punch. <laughs> all right. Uh, a lot of good stuff going on in the chat. Um, the five year tattoo, buddy. Um, a lot of people got lions tattoos you get one now that says the the north runs through detroit that's one you can have and you can remember and it marks a, a wonderful time in uh in your life that's not been a part of anybody's okay, so, life so here's where the here's where the bet hedger in me is i wouldn't get like a lion's logo on that i just get like the old english d yeah. that way it can apply to any sport <laughs> <laughs> well i guess no the north isn't uh they don't do the north in baseball no uh, or basketball or hockey do they no, my thoughts. The North runs through Detroit. That's it. <laughs> it all it only does in football Detroit. right now because the, the Pistons it sure ain't running for the Pistons. Oops. Yep, yep. Um, so, so <laughs> just really quickly, um, one of the things uh, there's a lot of draft talk going on, and we'll we'll touch on maybe a little bit of it in this. We're gonna show. we're gonna hit the draft later. Like this is this is Ben Johnson. This is this is culture time, baby. And I want to talk about a little bit because we just as we go forward. Riz is going to have mailbag, which will likely start some some serious draft talk uh, early next week. Um, I have I have some travel I have to do. We're going to do a show on the twenty seventh on Friday night. Uh, so join us Friday night, get some drinks on, have a good time, and then it's off to Mobile the entire next week, the week of January twenty ninth. All week we will be in Mobile, and there'll be like I said, tons and tons and tons of shows. I will subscribe, be there from Sunday the through bell. Friday. Yep, same. Cannot subscribe, be. hit the bell, get to know when we're going on because there's very very um there's often no warning when we're gonna bite when we're gonna come on and pop in with our interviews and yeah. like last year so, we had a so, three or four yeah. different lions coaches position coaches we're gonna have a lot of we had dan bellinger on who the the was just mentioned in the chat he's a great great dude loved Giants him. tight end yeah really yeah. good player we liked him a lot wanted we did him. wanted him uh, yeah. we had dave pitt fip come over and take over the the sound effect machine. That was, that was awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. So that, that was funny because he was supposed to give us like, like five to 10 minutes. And, uh, the, the Lions person who was responsible for shuttling him away, his signal was like, he's been here half an hour, guys. It's time for him to go. <laughs> like he would have stayed all day if we would have let him. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was fantastic. FIP is, 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 is great. Yeah. But we, we will have so, um, so much coverage. So make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so that it heads your way. We ask once a show, we're going to do that now. Hit the like button while you're in here. It's free. Do that. But we've got all that content. And then, like we said, we've got the uh, three hits a week from Scott. There'll be a couple that follow up from Riz as well. Shorts are going to go off the hook here pretty quick. We're going to have all kinds of live coverage from senior bowl um at the senior bowl itself the all the practices and and, and also through the you know through the uh, radio row where we'll be at um and then you know another added weekly show to our, our rotation every week of content for draft free agency and everything else so just give us give us this week to kind of wash and be a wash in the the ben johnson news the culture news and it's it's very happy time where we are as a football team, just take stock after the season and think about how far we've come in two years since we heard, oh, we got Brad Holmes. Oh, we got MCDC. 
Matthew Stafford's gone. That's where we were. Two years ago, Monday <laughs> was when we hired Brad Holmes. Yep. Think about that. Um, the Dan Campbell press conference, I think the anniversary is actually tomorrow. Um, it's either tomorrow or Friday. But uh, I will have some of the lines for it because I, I'll, I'll just reminisce about this and I'll, I'll say it here. I was watching it um, in a different portion of my house than where I'm at now, which was much closer to where my wife's home office is. And she was on a business call, a, very, a, a fairly serious business call. And I am hooting and hollering and just like, what the hell's going on here? Like I was in shock and awe. And she comes in and it's like, what are you doing? What are you making? I'm like, because I am so fired up about our new coach. He's <laughs> amazing. And uh, now, now she gets it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But that's like, we've come. Let's see how far we've come, man. Start singing the is that Matchbox 20. Let's see how far we've come. Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> so real quick diversion. Just, I got I got to get this off for my music people. It's been very fashionable. Nick Wong. I'm sensing the tide is turning and their latest album like look I'm one of those people that has made fun of them a lot their new album is legitimately pretty solid and I'm starting to sense the fact like okay, okay you know what they might not be all that bad after all <laughs> that's my musical musical minute with Riz there. music with Riz alright so um Let's talk about culture and continuity. Yeah, I think we've 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 hit on that a little bit, but I mean, this is really what what you have with with Ben staying with the 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 front office that you have, and and let's also not discount the fact that this is the first year that uh, Brad Holmes' system, IT system, and is is all and his draft system and, and, and rating and all that is finally fully in place. This is the first year that Brad is going to get everything as he wants it for the draft. And it's so exciting to think about that. By the, by the way, the scouting staff, scouting staff, both pro and college is almost completely intact from last year. I think there's yep. one change. Yep. So they know the system. Well, yep. they know what this team wants and looks for. Yeah. That's exactly. important too. And they've done great work. Right, as such, yes, they, they should they should still be there. So we're seeing all these things come together with the team that we've had, the the the, the quality drafts that we've had so far and already. And you know, I've heard things um, about some of the players that have been drafted, like uh, Panay Sewell, one of the best people that they've ever coached. Right, I mean, just top notch character. And it goes, you know, we talked about the grit, the guys that want to come back, the family, the the culture of what has been built here. And you bring a guy like Ben back, you got a guy like Deuce, and I'm, I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna put it out there, it could be, you know, people are short and Deuce, like, oh, he's not getting interviews. You just might not want him. Don't put that aside, because you, know, you, you can make up all kinds of reasons why, like I see Deuce and I think he's not gonna, whatever. He could just not want him. He could just as much wanna be here and spend a couple years under Dan Campbell and get as much and soak as much as he as, as he can because look what kind of coaching experience did he have prior to Detroit Riz I mean uh, what kind of, what's his his length of pedigree he was, a, he was a running backs coach and an offensive quality control coach yeah yeah I think we got a couple of those that are <laughs> upwardly mobile yep yep I think that um I think that's it's it's 
one of those things. So I would not put that on uh, his ability or the NFL not liking him or anything else. I, I would actually lean more towards maybe Deuce doesn't want to go anywhere because he wants to, he's doing his time. And he's, look, he knows he's, if anybody will preach grit and, and spending your time and getting better and work, it's Deuce. He, he very well could be owning this and saying, that's what I got to do. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to preach it. I'm going to live it. I'm going to be it. I'm going to model it. And that's what we do here. That's that. And that's part of that. You know, that again, is, that is deuce, man. That's yeah. him. Yeah. So, I mean, you think the culture, the continuity, top to bottom, we're in, we're in really, really good shape. Let's talk about a couple other people. First, before I get into Lions coaches, I want to lean and give a big congratulations to our man, Jim Schwartz. You called it last week, Jim Schwartz of Cleveland. And I, 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 I love that guy. Good I for still him. do. Yeah. And, and he's going to do a great job there. He's going to do, whether it's the wide nine or not, I don't know, but he will do a great job in Cleveland. <laughs> I will just say this, Miles Garrett in the wide nine with the man corners that they've got, and they've got three of them that are damn good. Uh, Martin Emerson, by the way, is a rookie, was phenomenal. Uh, and his old teammate at Mississippi State, Emmanuel Forbes, is a guy that I really like for the Lions in the second round this year. I think they can get him in the second round with that Minnesota pick. That would be optimal for me because that guy can start right away. Uh, but I digress. There, there's your draft second. Uh, Jim Schwartz is exactly what Cleveland needs. Now, they, they've got to help him out. And I wrote a massive thing at Browns Wire yesterday. I did a, a spot on Cleveland TV last night. If you really care about that and, and Jim Schwartz and my thoughts on it, please check it out at Browns. It's, it's Jim Schwartz, what the Browns are getting, their new defensive coordinator. Um, I don't think that there's anybody in Cleveland that's better qualified to write that than me. So I wrote it. <laughs> and uh, one of the things that I liked about it is that their head coach was somebody who was seen as the Dan Campbell of his time. He was the coach, the NFL coach of the year as a rookie in 2020. Yeah, he led yeah. that team to a playoff win when he was sequestered in his own basement because he had COVID. His star, Kevin Stefanski, has fallen very rapidly in part because he, I, and, and I got to be careful on how to say this, he did not surround himself with yes men, but he didn't surround himself with people who would push him or push back Ooh. against him. Jim Schwartz, if we know anything about Jim Schwartz, he's going to tell you when he doesn't agree with you. If yeah. he doesn't like what you're doing, you're going to know. And I think that's a very thing that Cleveland and Kevin Stefanski specifically need, aside from the fact that if they get two defensive and they need two defensive tackles, and you better believe that they're going to outbid the Lions for Dayron Payne or Javon Hargrave. So just put those like Put those out of, like, they're not coming to Detroit. They are going to get more money. And I will tell you, um, I, I don't know Dayron Payne, but I know people who know him. He's taken every last cent he can get. So, uh, look, would he be great in Detroit? Yeah. Is he coming to Detroit? I, I would really, really doubt that their lives better. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he's perfect for Cleveland and Jim Schwartz specifically. But, my God, um, he's a great fit for what they want to do. And uh, I, I'm rooting for him. I hope it works. Um, he started his coaching career as a pro scouting assistant under Bill Belichick in Cleveland. That whole regime like got blown up. And, and by the way, people in Cleveland hated them at the time. Uh, and they still talk about that. Like, the 94, the 94 Browns, like they had a coaching staff that had all kinds of ridiculous coaching talent and scouting talent on it. And they were bad. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy to me that that happened but yeah so I'm very happy for Jim Schwartz I did call it I did recommend it uh, and I am enjoying the fact that he's there 
and I hope it works out for him. Um, I am not a Browns fan, but I am a Northeast Ohio native, and I do want, and I, a lot of people that I love and care about are very big Browns fans, and I want to see it happen for them uh, because this year was really, really just like the excruciatingly bad. Just like the 0-16, it can happen for them after it happens for us. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm perfectly good with that. If it's a decade apart, that's even better because then Detroit's had its run where they're in the NFC Championship game at least three out of four. I'll take that. Give me yeah, that. Yeah, Give me yeah. that, Chris. All right. I want to talk about somebody else who's in the who's more local to the Lions as far as coaching staff, and I look in the direction, in the general direction of Aaron Glenn. And we're, I feel like, People are in that refractory period after hearing about Ben Johnson, which I've been hearing about for a month. I don't know why I was surprised, but um, they, they they've kind of forgotten about Aaron Glenn and the rest of the coaching staff in the in the swing of things here. And um, there's a lot to talk about because Aaron Glenn is still in the running. He's I mean, getting interviews. Um, so I, I will do a quick plug here. I did the Locked On Colts podcast with uh, my friends. Jake and Zach, uh, that was that Monday night to Monday. I don't remember when it's not important, but they were asking about at that time, Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn, and they were both in, they both indicated both on and off air that that team is probably more interested in Aaron Glenn because of their owner's proclivity for liking former players, former NFL players and right. former NFL players with some swagger and attitude. Mm-hmm. Hello, Aaron Glenn. <laughs> like, right. Now, and you're, they, and they you're both, coming off of one of the, the, the storied franchises coaching staffs this year. Right now, the story really yeah. hasn't been written. I mean, there's not like a Mc, I mean, McVeigh's there, but nobody's really hot on hiring McVeigh's made right now like they used to be. Right. I mean, they're just like, okay, no. no. Right now, yeah. the Lions are kind of the superstar coaching staff, the group that has made a turnaround. And that's why I, I still think that Dan has a shot at coach of the year. The, and for folks that are wondering about that, the votes were done before the first pre, uh, playoff game. I mean, it was done after the season before. Yeah. So, so, so none of there, are, there are two different votes. I'll, I'll clarify this. There are two different votings. The NFL itself votes in the the PFWA, of which I'm a member, and I voted, and I will make my ballot public. Uh, that will be on this week's 10 cents at RealGM, footballrealgm.com, where I cover the NFL and NFL draft. That's where you find my mock drafts. Mm-hmm. End of shameless plug. Um, I will publish my ballot, and I did not vote for Dan Campbell, Coach of the Year, but uh, I strongly considered it. And I, sorry, I don't going to win. Um, no, and, and Dan, I got money on that, right? Riz, my my wallet should be at the preliminary point of your voting. Like, oh my! Mm. I'm I I I in, in all in all um, full disclosure, I voted for Doug Peterson because winning a division title in Jacksonville after what he had to clean up with Urban Meyer. Ooh, yeah. Hell yeah, man! That's a fantastic job. I'm, I'm going to give him credit for that. He got, but, he uh, I will started. make that ballot public, and you 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 will see a lot of Lions names, including. A certain quarterback for the most uh, not most improved back player of the year. Uh, I voted for Jared Goff. Wow, wow! I, I, I wouldn't expect that from you, but that's good. All right, we'll. So, I'm not going yeah, to injure like injure guys. Injure guys come back. Yeah. Guys that like bounce back from the mental and like the 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 state that he was in and, and how he wasn't playing well, and they suddenly get it back. Like for me, it was either him or Gino, and uh, I like Jerk off better. So yeah. you got the book. So so I'm not running AG off. 
I'm not running Aaron Glenn, Glenn out of town, but let's just say he goes and starts coaching at Indianapolis. He's the head coach over there because, yeah. look, that's a place that needs a coach. He, he, he is a very he is very much a viable candidate there. They have not made their decision yet, and their their GM and their um not their, their GM and their owner don't necessarily agree on who the best candidate is. I'll, yeah. And I'll leave it. Go watch Locked On Colts from Tuesday. Or Monday, I don't remember. I don't know Look it up. It's the one I'm on. Watch it. It's good. Um, those guys, by the way, do a great job. Yeah, it's probably the best of the lockdowns. It, but it's um, one of the best lockdowns. It really is. Yeah. I'll give me credit. <laughs> so, AG, let's just kind of put this pretend pin it up there and think their AG is gone. He takes a he takes a coaching job and a promotion, and and, and there we go. It's like wow, oh. what do we do, right? I'm. This is my ideal world, right? And, and it's, 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 oh God, I'd love it. I don't think, I'm pretty sure Wilkes is not the guy in Carolina, but God, he's a defensive I would agree with that. How wild would it be that not only did we keep Ben when everyone thought he was, every, most people thought he was going to Carolina and we take, I mean, he was the betting favorite. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we take Wilkson as a as a DC. I would I would love I, I no shade on AG, but I think Wilkes would be an absolute upgrade at that position. I like Steve Wilkes a lot, and I think he proved a lot this year. Um, and and again, I covered him in Cleveland. He got a crap deal in Cleveland. His basic job after he got fired is one year with Arizona as their head coach. Go teach Freddie Kitchens how to be a head coach after you've done it for one year. And by the way, didn't do very well at it. Yeah. Dude's got a rough, rough run of opportunities. Then he then he got saddled with Matt Rule, who was completely in over his head as a head coach. Yeah, and I think about love what he, to see. Think about the rehab of his career he could do under MCDC and with the staff, right? Because yep. they will. Yep. He knows he has a position to come here, show his stuff, be part of a team, and then go on with with the the shine of this coaching staff and move on to to bigger and better things if that's what his his goal is right I mean, he knows I want to say history with Todd Wash too Todd Wash the defensive line coach who isn't going anywhere uh, I, I I think they have some coaching history together too so that yep. Yep. you know give me yeah if AG walks uh, I would love that um, I any other potential there are internal candidates can... yeah 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 internal ones certainly um, Kelvin Shepard Brian Duker make a lot of sense uh, I but, just don't. Uh, I think Kelvin's still them. young. I think Kelvin's young to be DC myself. I yeah, love what he and does. You and I, we he had this, a lot of skill, but I just a little young still. We had the conversation last year after we interviewed him. Right as he walked away, I'm like, "That guy's going to run a college program." Like, I and I think ultimately that probably winds up being his fate because that guy, if he walks into your room, your son is going with him to that school. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> and and uh, like, if that LSU job opens in three to five years, I pray to God they hire Kelvin Shepard for that, regardless of what happens with lines and how it would impact the team. Yeah. He's perfect for that. So, you know, uh, maybe, maybe being a defensive coordinator would be a step in that direction. I don't know. Um, Joe Woods, who just got fired by the Browns, no. Sorry, pass. Um, there are some other candidates out there that have some experience. I don't know. I, Steve Wilkes makes a lot of sense to me. Um, Vic Fangio's doing the rounds. Yep. Um, Dennis Allen, by the way, who has worked with with um, MCDC quite a bit, he would make an interesting candidate to run the defense here, and also like have some sway on Dan. 
because I think he knows Dan very well. And I know they've coached together for a long time under Sean Payton. That would be an interesting name to look out for uh, because it doesn't sound like he's getting anywhere else. So yeah. Yeah. keep that in mind. If AG leaves, I don't really expect AG to leave, but um, if uh, he does, more power to him. Man. He's been so under the radar. I'm, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, no. And and but look, there's a real connection between him and, and MCDC. So um, by the same, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, 100 percent. So and and so like I talked about with 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 Jim Schwartz and Kevin Stefanski, like having a little bit of a reinforcement loop. Ag is man. Ag is not afraid to say, "What the bleep are you doing here?" Yep. Yep. Like and understands. The AG is coming at him from, I'm trying to get the team better. I'm not attacking you. I'm attacking your idea here. And I know you well enough that you're going to understand that. And that's a very valuable dynamic for, for Detroit. Yep. All right. Let's talk about Aubrey Pleasant and his role that he had. Um, he got to li- watch the Lions smack down the Packers in the last he game did. of the NFL season. He did. Uh, and I don't wish that on him because I, I really liked him. I liked he's him a good, he's a good yeah. He's a good guy, and I think he is a good coach too. But he had a rough year, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. And, and look, I just anything I can do to to, to uh, double dip on the uh, on the Packers, I will. But think about what kind of candidates do we have out there? Who do you think the Lions might be considering to kind of fill a role uh, like that on the team, Riz? I think I have some internal guys. Um, so JT Barrett, the former Ohio State quarterback, is sort of a uh, He's dipping his wig in a lot of pots, and uh, he's got a lot of upward mobility. I know, I know the organization really likes him, and if it means that he has to go be the cornerback's coach, he'll do it, and I think he'll do a damn good job at it. So he's a low-level assistant that is very upwardly mobile. Tanner Engstrand has been that on offense, mm-hmm. uh, and he's a guy to, to watch. Uh, they had oh my, and I'm looking at it. I can see him, and I can't think of his name. He was their um, Fritz Pollard coach last year. Um, the the uh, the the coaching program sponsored by the NFL that promotes minority candidates and gives them positions. Uh, and I can see him, and I'm looking right at him, and I've talked to him, and I cannot think for the life of me think of his name. Somebody put it in the chat if you think of it. Uh, but that that's a guy who's moving places too. Um, and oh, it's killing me that I can't think of his name. Yeah, I'm I'm terrible <laughs> at names. I mean, not only pronouncing them, just for the folks that are in you know, the joke, but um, I'm terrible at, at, at remembering. <laughs> I'm <I'll, laughs> I just I just don't have that. I just don't have that in my in my brain. It's um, it's tough. Anyway, oh so God, it's, it's that I can't think of his name. Okay, <laughs> well we'll we'll shake that one out of the tree. We'll we'll shake that apple yeah. in a minute because I know it'll come to you. Um, it will. It'll come to me at like three o'clock in the morning. I'll wake up and I'll scream at my wife and be like, "What?" <laughs> we'll probably hear it. Um, let's let's really quick poke at somebody else that people haven't been talking about at all. Sean Dion Hamilton. Um. Oh wow! I forgot <laughs> about him. Yeah. Um. Mark Brunel. He's a guy. Mark Brunel. I'm going to tell you, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't stay. I'm not saying he's running, he's trying to leave. I'm not saying any of those things. I'm just saying very, very quietly, Mark Brunel is making the rounds. 
and yeah, uh, Riz, I don't know if he knows anything. <laughs> that's that's not really news to me. Um, and I, again, I don't think he wants to leave. Uh, he's the quarterbacks coach. This is his first ever NFL gig. Before he came to the Lions, he was coaching a high school academy in Jacksonville. Um, and by the way, they didn't win a lot. <laughs> It's kind of strange, but so I will always have a, a soft spot in my heart for Mark Brunel. We share a birth date, we share a fraternity, we share um, um, we we got a lot of YouTube video uh, now. <laughs> oh, oh crap! Oh, I don't have the aluminum. Let me hide the bathroom yet, head sorry. real fast. <laughs> oh my god! I'll see you at the water buffalo. I should, I should, oh, I should have worn. I should have. I should have worn my Dream Theater shirt because it's got. <laughs> fun stuff on it um yeah yeah so uh wow um let's just say that there are a lot of people interviewing for jobs in other places not necessarily just head coaching jobs that have a lot of connections to mark brunel either as players or as coaches or as college teammates or as sharing an agent and it wouldn't shock me and so for, let me preface this I legitimately do not know how much he helped Jared Goff. I don't. Um, I think that Mark Brunel's primary role this past offseason, as was described to me on the very first day of minicamp, was he's here to help Tim Boyle become the best Tim Boyle he can be. And I think we saw how that played out because he was two for eight with two interceptions and a sack in Chicago's finale when they benched the Peter man for him and then they brought Peter man back and like, Holy crap, this guy's really bad. Um, I'm not sure how the, well that reflects on Mark Brunel. Um, I wouldn't give Mark Brunel a lot of credit for what's happened with Jared Goff, but he deserves some. And I do think that he is a sounding board that Dan respects and Ben respects mm -hmm. as somebody that's like, you think this works? Um, like, and, and again, Mark Brunel was an above average quarterback for a freakishly long time in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. He was really good for a long time. And I think that has some value and some merit. And I, I, I do know the players respect him and not just Jared Goff and the, the quarterback room, like mm -hmm. the tight ends like him. Um, he, he has helped Brock Wright, believe it or not. I've, I've seen him personally coach him. So, uh, it would be. Something of a loss, but again, brought his name up earlier. JT Barrett is a guy that is poised to do more on a coaching staff somewhere. He was a college quarterback. He knows how to play the game. Um, did not work out for him in the pros at all, but uh, it's certainly not from lack of lack of knowledge. Um, he just didn't have a skill. And I think he would be a very natural successor if Tanner Engstrand doesn't want that. By the way, Tanner Engstrand, a former college quarterback, uh, who is there. Uh, like camp arm type quarterback, like when they need somebody to throw and the quarterbacks are busy. Like Tanner can go, and Tanner can zip it, guys. Yep. That guy's got a hose, man. <laughs> he showed that off like like when when we were there was one day where he had to like fill in and, and throw some passes. And we're, we're like I remember I remember standing next to Kyle Mike. He's like, Who is that? Like, oh God. So, they, they've got some options there if Brunel chooses to leave. Yeah, um, I, I don't know that Mark will or not. I don't, I don't know anything about that, but he is definitely getting looks to verify your your take there, Chris. Yep, yep. And I mean, I mean, it's a lot of that kind of very similar to the you know they'd hire you know McVeigh's 
made if they if they could and yeah. it's one of those things where there. there's guys that work and in every group and and think about like going through you know school or at work when you have to do a group project or do something together there's always the person who doesn't carry their weight and i'm not saying this is mark at all so don't take this the wrong way right um but there's right. also sometimes people you know they all carry something but there's always people that carry less than others Right. And so that's one of the dangers. And that's one of the things often that happens when you go, oh, I'm going to I'm going to get the the offensive coordinator from Sean McVay's, you know, or, or I'm going to get this guy. And maybe he wasn't the guy or he wasn't one of the guys that was there spending a night right. three or four nights a week putting the, the game plan together. Right. I mean, that's that's there's different people that that do different amounts of work. And, and I think those things in this organization those things are seen and those people will rise to the top. I'm not saying again, anything about uh, Mark Rennell or anything like that, but um, right. I think yeah. everybody, all the, the problem is that some people will go out that are good and they are good. Some people go out and they're, and they're, they're not that. And they try to continue to build with the best they can. The magic is when you get that group of everybody pulling together, that's when you really hit it special. And they're, they're working toward that with the coaching staff, the front office, the scouts, the players. It's for the first time in my life, this team on all areas are pulling in the same direction and, and building in the same way. And it's one of the most exciting Lions teams to have watched and to continue to watch as they continue to grow. So last one I want to talk about is outside of the Lions realm. This one's a lot of fun. Um, and, I hate to dance on it, but it's great. But Joe Lombardi. Sorry, Mike. Mike. Joel, oh my god <laughs> Joel really? Lombardi and it was it was hilarious gone. <laughs> it was hilarious because there was a poll over with the Packers uh, and, and it was like a Packers podcast that, that, that kind of brought it up about uh, we should get Joel Lombardi over here and Packers or should we was the question and, and Lions fans unanimously said yes please please hire Joel Lombardi excellent There's trolling Lions better. fam that's what we need you to do that's nothing beautiful. better than a wide receiver <laughs> screen at third and 22 <laughs> Second and 14 draw play. My guards both saw gonna run a play where my running back takes a handoff without moving forward and tries to run around the outside. Oh my god, he was so he was so bleeping incompetent. And I feel bad. I've used the line, I, I, I used it twice this week on different shows in different markets. He made an offense with Matthew Stafford, Calvin Johnson, Reggie Bush, Golden Tate. Boring, predictable, awful. Look what he just did. Justin Herbert, that guy, that guy can ball, man. Yeah. Justin Herbert, yeah. Austin Eckler, they got talent at receiver. It gets hurt a lot because their, their head coach is an idiot and plays guys where they don't need to play, getting people's backs broken. I, Their I, offense was nowhere close to where they should have been, and it's and it's, it's Lombardi's fault, hundred percent. I will hundred percent take the L on Herbert too, because I didn't see it at the Senior Bowl. I didn't see it ahead of the Senior Bowl. I was he like, wasn't no. good there. Listen, no, he was, no. I mean, everything I he saw was like a personality, but but they saw we something. didn't we didn't see it with yeah. him. Yeah, and he's got 
it now. <laughs> it just all it did was help him. me understand just how difficult it is to evaluate quarterbacks and how it just. It is really a crapshoot. It just, it's totally a crapshoot. And it's one of the things that will continue our discussion at some point about Goff and, 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 and the others. People think I'm like all out on getting a quarterback. I'm just out on first round. I'm really out on a first round quarterback. Um, it's just where I am. And I know we differ on that. I know, I know. But we'll, um, we'll have arguments about that. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's okay. And I may and, change and my again, mind. And I know my, you my, potentially. My take on it is it has nothing to do with your golf. It just doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so there you go. We can have a little laugh at, uh, at Joe Lombardi. Um, two quick other topics. When I first Detroit, uh, Detroit. He's so bad, Chris. He's so bad. Yeah, please so go bad. to Green Bay. Um, play, uh, defensive player of the year. Together. <laughs> oh my god! Defensive player of the year. <laughs> already voted on. Already voted on, and I'm hoping again. I got money on this one. Aiden Hutchinson, look, one of the most double teams in the NFL this year, right? And I want to talk about that a little bit More because Miles Garrett. So he and Miles Garrett were both at about thirty-one and a half percent. Miles technically played more snaps. So he got a little bit more like in quantity, but in percentage wise, they're within the margin for error of one another. I want to talk about pre-draft because it kind of bounces off the Herbert thing a little bit as well. The knock, the, the anti hutchers, the people that said Bustinson early in the season, all remembered where he was double teamed against Georgia and he was ineffective. And they pointed to that and said, mm, there you go. He took the most double teams in the NFL this year and is an absolute uh, DPOI candidate. Now, a lot of people say sauce, and, and, and I get that. But the thing is, here's the difference between where sauce was and, and where sauce was this year and where Aiden was. And this is, I think, has to be talked about. And I know the voting's over, but they didn't throw at sauce. So he didn't get as many opportunities to be that player. And, and, and you can say they didn't throw at him because he did that well, and yada, yada. That, that's true. But he didn't get the opportunities. It is true. Aiden Hutchinson got the opportunities. He was double teamed more than anybody else. What was it nine and a half sacks? Three interceptions? I mean, my, my more guy, interceptions than sauce, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my guy performed. My guy performed. And so defensive rookie of the year. Sorry, I keep saying the player of the year. Sorry. Um it's just like I can't remember names. I, I I just my brain goes ahead and I don't I don't say what I'm what I think you're here is something different than my brain. My mouth is saying, uh, <laughs> defensive rookie of the year, uh, <laughs> <You're right for laughs> that. but there's something that I think people aren't weighing enough or talking about though. I mean, waited, you saw it. He had to more than anybody else. He had to perform when I say he, I mean, Aiden Hutchinson sauce did a great job, but he wasn't tested in the same way. You got to wait that. And of course, Look, I'll say it out loud. I got money on Hutchinson. I'm, 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 I'm all in for him. I'm all in for Campbell because, because they're my guys, because they're my team, and because I got money on them, right? Of course, and I'm, you know, tra- full transparency. But you have to weigh how much they were tested. I, I just, I think that has to be part of the calculus. And I'm not saying. Look, I know Sauce is, was great. I know Sauce really, he's, really, he's really, it. really good. I get it. I get it. <laughs> really but good. There, there is a, there is a case to be made. For Aiden Hutchinson. And that's, that's I guess, my, my biggest point then. I will just say that I, I will make my PFWA ballot public, and it is sauce-free. 
It's sauce free. That's right. Look, oh man, there might be some sauce over here. Uh, RealGM.com, right? Is all RealGM.com. Check it out. Uh, it'll be up. It'll only be five cents this weekend because uh, I do value seeing my family once upon a time. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it'll be up. Uh, it will cover the divisional weekend, which, by the way, I am super geeked for. I am really excited about this weekend of football. It is my favorite weekend of football, and honestly, Super Wildcard Weekend. As much as I roll my eyes at the thought of it calling Super, was pretty damn good. I thought, I thought we had some really good football games this past yep, week. Yep, yep. I think this week, my God, there are some matchups this week. I am really looking forward to it. And I am also looking forward to when this week comes next year and the Detroit Lions are hosting a game against a surprise oh. wild card winning team, um, whether it's the Giants or um, – so I'll, I'll go super deep here, really, really early calling my shot – I think next year the Atlanta Falcons win the NFC South, uh, and I can see the Lions possibly playing them. Um, they're better than you thought they would be, and, and they also have a pretty good young coach. And they're going to get they, a quarterback, they, right? They have Desmond Ritter, who wasn't all that bad. Their their offensive line and run game really got undersold. So uh, obviously, but they wouldn't play each other in the, in the division rounds. Uh, you know, they're they're division champs, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll let's see. Well, and I think I think Detroit's going to win the NFC North next year. So uh, well, I'll have to I'll have to tweak that methodology. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I I so one of the things that happens um, in my position when the Lions aren't playing in the postseason anymore, my attention typically goes far elsewhere. Whether it's the draft or the NFL at large or coaching carousel or things like that. So for me to have to apply myself to like, oh crap, I got to cover a game Saturday night or Sunday night. As much as I bitch about having to cover night games, I can't freaking wait, man. <laughs> Sunday night again, Green Bay was so amazing. I loved it. I want more of that because it's, yeah. it's been a long time since we've had that kind of excitement, kind of legitimate, not fabricated excitement. A Detroit football team and the way that they went out and won a close game on the road, beating Aaron Rodgers and the Packers for the second year in a row, by the way, in Green Bay and for the third straight time. Like that, that torch is passed, baby. Like our torch is freaking lit now, and I cannot wait to carry that torch into the Slack channel at the, at the NFL wires and say, hey, the Lions are here, bitches, and slam that bad boy down. <laughs> Just drop I can't wait for that. Table. Yeah. <laughs> That's can't nice. That's nice. That's nice. Um, okay, so really quick, I want to mention to people. Oh, God, I'm excited, Chris. I'm brave for this, man. Get your jerseys. Get all your gear. Fanatics.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. You want to show off. I mean, they have memorabilia. You want some nice, you know, a nice signed ball. You want something for the the, the oh, special place in the house, your little shrine to the team, whatever you got going on. Fanatics.DetroitLionsPodcast.com will hook you up. You go there, it takes you straight to the licensed official retailer for all NFL goods and NHL goods and NBA goods and MLB goods and college goods. They've got the market cornered. And when you do it that way, when you go through fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com, they throw a couple pennies our way for every purchase you make. And that helps us out, helps us do our senior bowl coverage and all the other stuff that we do. So thank you all for uh, using that when you do your purchases of Lions stuff. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com is also another one. Same 
We'll bargain, except it's when you go to Amazon, amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. All right. Got those in there. Let's talk about a couple of players that are keeping, not only keeping, they want to stay. They are the folks that want to rock and roll in Detroit. Um, the commish, the commish, the commish. One of the very first players we ever interviewed at the Senior Bowl, Chris. You remember that? Yep, absolutely. With Mac Robinson sitting across. By the way, we love Mac, and um, I, I, I actually talked to Mac yesterday, uh, and he's got a potential opportunity that I'm very excited for, and I hope he gets it. If you're watching Mac, and I know you do watch, even though you're a Browns guy, yeah. I'm pulling for you, buddy, because you uh, you you deserve it. You are great at what you do, and I hope you get to keep getting a bigger and better platform. But I digress. Um, John Kaminsky went on social media and practically begged the Lions to sign him to a league minimum contract. Like he's like, if you put it out in front of me, I'm signing it. I want to be back. I don't want to be anywhere else. I've seen the alternative. It was Atlanta. It was bad for me. I've seen what bad coaching looks like. I've seen what bad fits look like. I want to be in Detroit and nowhere else. And while that leaves him right for exploitation to not maximize his earnings, and I, that does bug me, believe it or not, to some extent, I love it, man, because that's a guy, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, yeah. that that was a guy, first off, when he shakes your hand, that's one of those where you're, like, going, like, six hours later, you're like, crap, <laughs> what the <laughs> hell, man? <laughs> why, why is my finger, like, out of socket? Like that that's the kind of dude he is. Mm -hmm. And uh he was so beneficial to the rise of the defense over the second half there. I'm not sure if you give him credit because like James Houston came on, Aiden Hutchinson came on, and I, I do think that John Kaminsky deserves some credit for playing a role in helping facilitate that. But you saw it in the the last game where he hustled down the field and forced that fumble. That's not a regular play, folks. That is that's a guy who wants to do anything to help his team win. Uh, and uh, I want that guy back on my team. Um, yeah. I, I'll personally admit I like the guy. I like the guy a lot. Northeast Ohio native. We got to reminisce about it. We, you got annoyed with me reminiscing with him about being, being from Northeast Ohio. <laughs> and you probably should have. But, but uh, that's a guy that, like, you want to root for that guy. Because that guy's seen some things. Yeah. Uh, D2 was a was a option quarterback coming out of Barberton, Ohio, went to the University of Charleston as a six foot four, two hundred and sixty-five pound option quarterback. And they're like, dude, you play defense. <laughs> like we've seen you in drills. And he's like, What? <laughs> and that, now he's in the NFL and can play he is ideal as your fifth defensive lineman in a four-man front because he can play any spot except the nose, and he's good enough. He understands exactly what he's supposed to do, and you cannot – that's a glue guy. That's that's the kind of guy that you luck into, and they absolutely lucked into him because Atlanta didn't know what to do with him. They didn't know what they had. Yep. And the fact that the Lions had an idea for how to use him and, and him and developed him which is something that did not happen for him in Atlanta. That is absolutely the kind of guy you want to keep. And the fact that he wants to be here, hell yeah, man. Like, sign that guy. Don't just, don't just sign him free. That's a guy who's earned a three-year. Well, he won't cost a lot. Three years, eight million. I want to, really quick, I want to get into it. Um, can he get into trouble with his agent for destroying their 
their dollar, their money leverage in negotiations. And I want to tell you, the agent works for him. And that's yes. something a lot of players have trouble with. Tyrell Crosby should have learned yes. that a long time ago, but I won't get into that. <laughs> um, the, the, the agent works for the player, and they have to be able to tell them no. And the, it, it's this is one of those things when a guy says, he's he's one of the guys we talked about earlier. It's about the, the culture. It's the continuity. He believes in right. what we have. He believes in the coaches and the other people. He's like, I'll come back. I'll take less. He knows he's smart enough with his dollars and cents. And I think he he knows for him, Taking that step, I mean, especially for a guy like the club or the commission, right? For him to take that step to make it to a to a to a to a, a championship, and it with a team like this, a place like this, well, that means more than an extra million and a half dollars. I, I, I think again, that's exactly I'll, where he's at. I'll refer to the picture that's over my shoulder of the 2016 Cleveland Cavaliers. He saw that team firsthand. He understood how special it was for that group of guys to do what they did where they did it. That will not be lost on him. And you better damn well believe he wants to be a part of that. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt about it. He will fight. Yes. He will fight. Yes. So Kaminsky's one. Another one is the guy whose shoulder pads look like everybody else's thigh pads and their legs. <laughs> they have bugs. My man is a giant. I, I, I love bugs. I love bugs to death. My guy. That's is, a guy. Fantastic. So it, 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 it took him some time. Mm -hmm. It did. He wasn't good early in the season, and it because I I, I vividly remember this inter, in, in interaction I had on Twitter, and I actually looked back for it. And the dude that I had the interaction with deleted his account. You pussy! Uh, <laughs> but he was saying, "Why is Isaiah Bugs playing? This guy can't play at all." I'm like, I don't think you value what he's doing. Um, and he was getting better at that. Like first part, first half of the season when he first got here. He was swimming in the deep end, man, and, and needed some swimmies. He found them, yeah. and he learned how to he learned how to do the butterfly stroke, which is really freaking hard to do if you haven't done it before. Yeah. Uh, and he he became not just a, a pretty solid starting player. That guy was the leader of the defensive line room at the end of the season. Like not Michael Brockers was there. No, yeah, Michael Brockers. Like I, I, one of the reasons why I know he's not coming back. Um, no in quotation marks there because he's not officially gone yet, but he ain't coming back, folks. Um, it's because Isaiah Bugs filled that leadership void and they very much want to bring him back. And he again, this is a guy, this is a guy who came from Pittsburgh, an organization that understands how to treat people and how to cobble to defense. They've got a great coach, they've got a great personnel department, they've got stable stars around them, TJ Watt. Cameron Hayward, like th that's a very good football team, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And it didn't work for him there. Yep. And he has realized, okay, this is my shot. Like I can apply what I learned from failing in Pittsburgh to help Detroit. And he embraced that. Uh, and I won't tell you who told me that he he's he's of that mindset, but know that I was told that he was of that mindset uh, and he was an invaluable leader. And I would be very surprised if he's not back, even though in the first mock offseason that I did, I had him not coming back. Um, those are more for my fun and provocation and yeah. bigger poking than, than any possible reality. He will be back in the next one. Um, and somebody who was back uh, won't be my surprise next time. Yeah. That's just how they go. That, that'll roll Saturday morning, by the way. I write those on Thursday and Friday. So yeah, yeah. I actually have the outline. It's it's right here. 
I, I have There's to outline. Hit, I just got to write it. I have to hit this really quick. Like, subscribe, love this thing. Hit the like button. You're here watching. It's free. It's easy. That helps us out a great deal. Helps other people find us. And I ask you, because I was the only person in the sea of noise that told you two months ago that Ben Johnson wasn't going anywhere. And he didn't even go down for the interview. Telling you I know. Telling you I know. And when I told when Hawkinson happened, I'm telling you I know. You want to subscribe. You want more of that. They call it Chris Dust in the Slack, which is a great place to hang out, too. We'll talk about that in a second. But <laughs> like, subscribe, hit the bell, especially for Senior Bowl. All that stuff's going to be breaking out, and uh, it's going to be a crazy week. Don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Get access to the Slack chat if you donate as little as $5 a month. All the biggest dust that gets shared gets shared there. Um, that's the place to go. You got Riz, you got me, you got Scott, you got Sandman, you got Case still hanging around and doing his thing. Uh, the group is doing the group stuff. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Get your access and all your off-season insider info. Just real quick, by the way, to add on to that, I will be doing a mailbag uh, that I will record Monday morning, and I only take questions from the, the Slack. Yes. Only. Yes. Exclusively. And your questions are there. Put it in the podcast topics hashtag, folks. And don't forget, he spells it M-A-L-E-B-A-G. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Detroit Lions Podcast. <laughs> Sorry, it's at DET Lions Podcast and also at Jeff Risden at DET Lions Podcast and at Jeff Risden. Because if you're going to do a mailbag, you're doing it with no pants, and that's the best place to hang out with us with no pants on. Also, give us a call via Skype. It's one word Detroit Lions Podcast. Detroit Lions Podcast. Or call us in the Lions line. It's 248 782 8384. We're going to say Skype was one word. <laughs> well, Repeat words. the number, please, because I talked to repeat the number some folks you got to remind them skype is one word but it's 248-782-8384 also known as 248-RUB-U-FUG you wouldn't want to dial that be sure to go to detroitlionspodcast.com subscribe to the podcast why would you do that why would you do that riz so we can come into your ear holes logically that's yeah. right thank you for tuning in we're going to see you the next time on the detroit lions podcast remember no pants no toasters no hot tubs no problems, because we're Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.